So today, I want to talk to you about the love and the growth of an everyday missionary. Now, loving other people can make us do some really strange things. As a parent, I find I've said things I never would have dreamed of saying. Words that you could not have convinced me would come out of my mouth before motherhood. Things like, honey, we don't lick our friends. Or, Legos aren't for eating. All because I love my daughters. Loving other people makes us do strange things, right? Before the summer of 2013, I was so fearful of water that I could not walk around a swimming pool within two feet of the edge. Because if I did, I would have a panic attack and surely I would fall in the water and drown and die and that would be the end of it. But after years of discussion, I agreed to go on a cruise with Tyler and our family. So I slowly overcame my fear, took swimming lessons, and then found myself in the middle of the ocean with not a bit of land in sight and only mildly anxious later that same year. Loving God makes us do strange things. Have you ever thought about how weird our faith makes us? So we read a book that's thousands of years old, we memorize prayers, we sing together outside of concerts and our car, we eat and drink the body and blood of Christ, and sometimes we pour water on babies or we submerge children or grown adults in pools or lakes. This is a strange thing. The scripture today was written to a church, a group of people called to follow Jesus and to love one another. They did many of the same things that we do today. Recite a common creed, share meals, take communion together, baptize those who are new to the way of Jesus, and join with each other to worship God through song and prayer and reading scripture. Now, the author of this letter had a lot to say to the church, but he, or she, brought special attention to being part of the church in verses 23 through 25. Let us hold unwaveringly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Now there's another letter in scripture that talks about love and good deeds. In his first letter to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul wrote this. If I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. 
It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. This love that Paul writes about makes us do strange things. It makes us put the interest of others first. It encourages us to speak kindly to one another. This love gives us peace and joy even when we're hurt or when someone really just annoys us. In a world filled with skepticism, fear, and competition, this love frees us to trust, to remain hopeful, and to keep fighting the good fight even when it looks like we might not win. And without this love, any good deed we do is meaningless. This is the type of love that's grown in an everyday missionary when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. In fact, this type of love is the first change we often see the Holy Spirit make in someone's life. We call it a fruit of the Holy Spirit, and along with love, there are other fruits too. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Now here's the thing about love and all these other fruits of the Spirit. We don't know if we're growing in these things unless we're around other people who are also following Jesus. This is why the author of Hebrews tried to love, this is why the author of Hebrews tied love and good deeds to the relationships within the church and the regular gathering of God's people. Think about this. How do you know you're becoming patient? For me, I find out I'm becoming patient when the church technology fails and the service starts five minutes late. What about kindness? How do you know you're growing in kindness? You learn when you're, that you're growing in kindness when you know that your brother or sister behind you would, have that, would love to have that last piece of cake set out at fellowship time, and you give it to them even though you want to be the one to eat it. And self-control? You will never know if you are growing in self-control if you don't listen to some pastor with a microphone say something you don't like. Because it takes a great deal of self-control to not make a funny face, to not get up and leave, and to, not, and to decide to not come back next week. And I know this because this is the self-control I exercise after I preach. It's okay to laugh, That's, that was fine. This is why the author of Hebrews says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. This saint got it. Jesus spent three years primarily with 12 disciples, some women who supported him, and crowds that just followed him around. When he sent out his followers to preach, to heal the sick, and to cast out demons, 
He sent them out in pairs. Because being like Jesus requires being with other people who follow him. God uses us to encourage one another. And God uses us to grow one another. Now, this is not easy. People don't always act the way we want them to. Our church isn't always exactly as we like it. And family, don't even get me started. It's not easy living with people all the time. People disappoint us. People betray us. People just don't act the way we want them to act. Amen? Amen. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a German pastor who lived during the rise of Nazism, um, was executed later in a concentration camp, wrote a book about living in community together, and it's called Life Together. Not a great title, but a really wonderful book. And in this book, he writes the following. If we do not give thanks daily for the Christian fellowship in which we have been placed, even where there's no great experience, no discoverable riches, but much weakness, small faith, and difficulty, if, on the contrary, we only keep complaining to God that everything is so paltry and petty, so far from what we expected, then we hinder God from letting our fellowship grow according to the measure and riches which there are for us all in Jesus Christ. Love makes us do strange things. If we love Jesus and want to become more like him, we need to be with other disciples on a regular basis. We need to gather on Sunday mornings for worship. We need to gather after Sunday morning worship for Holy Communion and prayer. We need to gather again during the week in disciple groups where we can be encouraged and we can pray for one another. And in a culture where we find our value determined primarily by how productive and busy we are, living in a way that allows us to be with a group of people unrelated to us except through a common faith is very, very strange. But when we are gathered together, we are the body of Christ. We're an expression of God's faithfulness and love in our world. God uses us to answer prayers, to heal one another, to encourage one another, and to become the people that he means for us to be. Therefore, brothers and sisters, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on to to love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. To experience God's grace and mercy in its fullest, community is necessary. To be close to God, we need one another. We grow together in faith and hope and love. If we want to be everyday missionaries who share the love of Jesus and act with mercy and gentleness and kindness and self-control, we need to be a part of each other's lives. I need you. You need 
well, maybe not me, but at least the person sitting next to you. We need to learn together, to serve together, and to grow together into the people God has created us to be. And as we do, we become more than ready and willing to share the love of God that we experience among us with others, teaching them everything that Jesus commanded and bringing them into the family of God. Father God, thank you for not leaving us alone. Thank you for surrounding us with a community of people that can speak lovingly into our lives, people with whom we can find a path, people with whom we can grow. Father, I pray this morning that you would strengthen the bonds of love among us, that we would eagerly await the next time we meet so that we can spur each other onto good deeds and spur each other towards love. Father, our time and our talents are yours to do as you see fit. Draw us closer together and closer to you, we pray. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Would you please stand for our closing hymn?